You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. We're back. Hey guys. This is season six, episode four. Four? Yeah. Because our teaser was our first episode. Yeah. And then Nisi was two. Uh-huh. And then Cocktails was three. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is four. I forgot because I wasn't here. My yeah. Bad, See? Y'all. See what happened when you're not here? My bad. Missed one little day. You know, don't let hey, you it ain't my fault. You mm-hmm. wasn't here. I'm just saying. Whatever. But anyway, welcome back. It's the new kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sure I am. <laughs> I'm not Shariah, obviously. And I'm, I'm Jermaine. And we have a very special guest with us today, Bree. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course. of course. Anytime. Stop saying the same thing as me. Girl. <laughs> Jinx, you owe me a song. You know what? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, Chile. Okay, are you ready to get started? Uh, sure. Oh, I'm up first. Huh? Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, we're going to start off with question of the day. So, Brie or Jermaine, which one do y'all want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Yeah, that way I get a feel of <laughs> how things go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, what are your plans or goals, either personal or professional, for 2023 that uh, you want to share? No mm-hmm. pressure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I'll share one of each um, because it's me. Mm-hmm. So, business goals, I think I want to increase my social media following slash engagement which is a really um tough spot for me because i hate social media mm-hmm. i thought you were gonna say you hope you hate people that i mean <laughs> essentially <Same>. yeah <laughs> um i i like mindlessly scrolling i can do that you know mm-hmm. but when it comes to like actually per- posting purposeful content and engaging with folks i'm like mm, that means i gotta talk to people and yeah. like respond yeah. and put thought behind what I post. And I do that all day. I don't want to have to do that, you know, social media. But I am working on trying to be more productive and proactive as it relates to social media and using the tools that I have, like Canva and um, things that allow you to schedule posts and things like that. Um, personal goals. <laughs> <laughs> Get your life. Ooh, child. Get your life. Um, I definitely would like to travel somewhere at least once a quarter. Mm, um, I that's do, a good one. Yeah, I do travel, you know, pretty frequently, but I want to be more intentional about my travel and go to places that I have not been because, you know, I've been to a lot of places. So one of my personal goals is to definitely see more of what I haven't seen mm-hmm. previously. Yeah, I like that. That's a good one. I'd be thinking about like all the places I want to go. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be looking at certain stuff like, oh, people be saying this is not like what it's cracked up to be. Like yeah. my whole idea of going to Paris has been shattered. I'm like, I don't think I want to go I there. I just went to Paris last oh. month. How was Honestly, it? I had a really good time. Yeah. I think okay. it depends on what you're doing. Like, I guess like, I guess what your expectations are. Okay. Um, 
But it was really fun. It was a, it's a lot of things to do in Paris, but I think also being in Europe just taking advantage of that because it's so easy to travel amongst the countries over there. Yeah. But I had a really good time in Paris, but again, I think it's just like what your goal is when you go right. over there, like what you're interested in doing. Like there's things to do outside of sightseeing, like the Eiffel Tower and stuff like that. Like, yeah. It's a good nightlife over there you mm-hmm. can find good food too because that was the other thing i heard about paris before i got over there was like the food wasn't good mm-hmm. but it's like you can find a good spot i feel like it, everything is kind of modern these days okay. so where yeah you can find somewhere yeah i it. agree i think if you go like you can go to the more touristy places but you have to be um it has to be intentional about how you do it because, of course, it's yeah. going to be long lines. Mm-hmm. You're yeah. going to have to wait. Mm-hmm. So you have to be prepared for that. You got to be prepared for that. So <laughs> if that's something that you want to do, you can. But just being mindful about how you plan your trip and what you want to see, what you want to do, what you want to eat. Yeah. Um, adjusting to the people and, like, you know, being around. Because my, my Paris experience was different. <laughs> Everybody just keeps saying it's dirty. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but it's like, to me, that's like every big city. Okay. Compared to the United States, I feel like it's not as bad. Okay. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) There are dirtier places in the U.S. that are touristy Mm, places. And I don't be going to them dirty places. Okay. Paris gives me D.C. vibes. Yeah. Obviously, it's not like black people. I mean, it's black people there, but like... The way it's set up and everything, because they have a lot of like monumental like places that you can go to, mm-hmm. it gives me that vibe. But it's okay. it's a nice place to go to. It is okay. dirty, but it's a big city. It's not filthy. It's not okay. as bad as like New York or yeah. anything. Okay, but I mean, you know, it's a city. I got like you. People. I got you. I might try it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, Miss Bree, what are your plans or goals, either personal or professional, for twenty twenty three? Honestly, I have not put any, like, goals down yet. That's fair. I've, like, started putting in work for 2023, but I haven't, like, put any goals down, like, vision board. So, I would say professional-wise, I want to – I am, like, starting an event planning company. So, I really want to, like, really take that off and launch this year and, like, really be successful – with that, um, I know that's going to be like a lot of work and a long process, but I'm very, very excited to kick things off with that. Um, personal, I would say getting back into therapy consistently. Um, I started therapy last year, but then my therapist either quit or got fired from like the company that oh, I was Oh, no. that sucks. Yeah. And they kind of just replaced her, like assigned me to somebody else. And it was just like this mm. white man. It's uh, just like. Oh, that's, they went wrong. Right. Yeah. There. And I had like a black <laughs> lady and she reminded me of my grandma. Oh. Yeah. And it was the best because I was just really comfortable talking to her. Mm-hmm. And she was. Because, like, obviously, I don't think I reminded her, like, of her grand granddaughter, but her approach to things was just way more realistic. Mm-hmm. And because I felt more comfortable talking to her, it was just better conversation versus, like, you need to do this. Like, it just felt more organic. And, okay. I mean, she's a black woman. It's easier yeah. to yeah. talk to her, relate to her. Like, I know she can relate to what I'm talking about. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, I don't really want to talk to a white man about things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not going to there for like 
traumatic things related to racism but mm-hmm. you know it's just life it's experience yeah. yeah it's they not the same at all and they I'm don't understand like, a lot of it yeah. yeah and i'm just it's certain things where i wouldn't be comfortable talking to a man about i think mm-hmm. in general too mm-hmm. so and then the white just don't yeah i'm like that, exactly <laughs> that's what it, i'm like one you're a man but now you, you are, are white, white man. man it's just like no so i definitely want to find a therapist um and like really make that a consistent thing for myself this year nice okay i guess i gotta answer the question mm-hmm. too, huh? okay so my personal goals I said this year that I want to be more intentional, like spiritually. I feel like I fell off probably the last two years and I'm like, let's get it together, sis. So um, that was one of my personal goals as well as like just to like challenge myself and really push myself, whether it's trying a new hobby or, um, you know, implementing like Pilates or something. I don't know. I just want to do stuff that I've never done and just challenge myself to stick to it. So um, those are both my, both my personal goals. Business goals, I didn't really make any because I'm just like, at this point, I'm happy with where my business is because I don't be doing it half the time. I was and about to say, I just referred somebody to you, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you may want to check your email. <laughs> All right. Okay. So like, I just, I kind of do my own thing with my business. And that's, I think what I enjoy about it because I have no intentions of being a full-time entrepreneur anytime soon. So I just kind of go with the flow. That's the only area of my life that I go with the flow in. Everything else I need a plan. But yeah, that's it for the question of the day. Next up is the Millennial Minute that I thought of while I was sitting mm-hmm. here answering that question. So, the, shut up. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Millennial Minute is an opportunity for us to shine light on other millennials that are entrepreneurs, um, shine light on their businesses, projects, etc. So, main doll, what you yes, got? Yes, ma'am. Okay, so my Millennial Minute shout out is going to go to Leaders Amongst Leaders, which Ooh, is a... We know them. Yes, we do. Um, it is a nonprofit organization focused in the city of Detroit. Their mission is to educate inner city youth on sustainability behind creative entrepreneurship. Um, they have been on a hiatus because of the pandemic, but we are working to get uh, the Leaders Amongst Leaders cohort reactivated. So definitely stay tuned for more information. You can find that out on their Instagram at Leaders Amongst Leaders. Good job, Fabria. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Girl. So my annoying. Mo- <laughs> that's that's what I do. That's my specialty. Whatever. I'm gonna add annoying Jermaine to my resume. Jesus. I'm really good at it, guys. <laughs> if you need any tips, I'll let me. I got you. I will <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm gonna be nice. Because <laughs> I'm gonna say I will ignore you. I mean that's like also I do true. her most of the time. But I don't care and I just keep doing it. So my millennial minute is going to go to one of my dear friends, Mr. Mike Chase. He is a um, comedian, and he's just started out in the comedy game this year, I believe, or last year, 2022, and he just recently hosted his own uh, comedy show, so shout out to him. And in addition to that, he's a recruiter, so he um, has been in recruiting like eight years or something like that, and just getting people jobs, so shout out to Mike Chase, aka the job job father. Everybody can't be in charge. <laughs> Man, he's like a marketing genius. Too. You need I'm workers, like, okay? Yes. I'm like, how y'all, your, your videos was doing numbers on LinkedIn? I Nothing happens for me on LinkedIn <laughs> except for spam. Like, I'll be like, I hate it here. Not spam. <laughs> it's so annoying. They'd be like, you need a job in sales. 
You no. can make $5 million today. <laughs> Go away from me. <laughs> Please. Whatever. Okay. So now we're on to the New Kids University where Shariah and I put on our professional hats and um, give you insight into all things, <laughs> all things business, education, and in between. So my uh, New Kids University topic for this episode is going to be honing your soft skills. It is a new year. And um, in the last episode, I talked about people, you know, searching for jobs and how to enhance your resume by taking courses and things like that. But another point I want to touch on is soft skills. I feel like, especially in today's society, we put so much emphasis on people's like tech skills mm -hmm. um, or like their technical ability and education, but we really don't talk about how soft skills are necessary in whatever job you have, regardless mm -hmm. if it's customer facing, if mm. it's non-customer facing, you need to have those soft skills. And I'm sure you're probably wondering, what are soft skills? <laughs> Teach the people. You know, that's what I'm here for. <laughs> um, so some examples of soft skills could be problem solving, communication, adaptability, teamwork, time management, critical thinking, empathy, your work mm. ethic, conflict resolution, and active listening. Um, so, of course, there are more, but just I just wanted to give you kind of like an overview and a highlight of what some soft skills are that you could use in your everyday life, not just business or not just in your career. These are skills you can emphasize with your family, with your friends, um, just to make sure that you have enhanced relationships and enhanced interactions. So definitely look for opportunities to boost your soft skills. Don't just look for things that only focus on your technical skills or things that you um, can put on your resume because you never know when those soft skills may come in handy. Indeed. Soft skills are like all the things y'all be lying about having on y'all resume. Chile. Let's talk about just it. Just saying. <laughs> Knowing good and well, you do not know how to problem solve well. Okay. Can't, let me, I'm not going to get started. And I think especially... <laughs> Especially with our generation, conflict resolution is a very, very huge mm -hmm. soft skill that a lot of people would think that they are good at. Mm -hmm. But when they actually are like pushed towards conflict or in a situation where they have to defuse conflict, they freeze up. And mm -hmm. so if you think you're great, if you think you can't learn anything else about conflict resolution, maybe think about some ways to deal with anxiety that you may experience around conflict or mm -hmm. how to help others deal with conflict resolution. Just because you think that you've reached the peak at something doesn't mean you, there aren't still things to learn about how other people around you deal with conflict. Um, because everybody has a different communication style, different learning style. So you may have one style and you're not getting somewhere with the person that you're closest to or your coworker. Coming to find out, you have two different, you know, conflict mm -hmm. styles, conflict resolution or communication styles. So absolutely, you, the, the more you know. Indeed, indeed. So I am changing my topic. Oh God! Because Mind you, I'm watching her edit. First of all, you did not have to tell my business. <laughs> Let's start there. <sighs> Second of all, let me get to my point. Mm -hmm. So, um, my point is going to be read the policies. There are so many things that people just don't read. 
And what sparked this thought, and I'm not saying that this gentleman did not read, it's just something that I did not know. So, of course, I was watching um, everything going on in the NFL with uh, DeMar Hamlin and him being injured Mm -hmm. during the game. So I was watching a clip on TikTok, um, some sports channel, I don't know. And the guy on there was talking about how um, in the NFL, you have to be in for four years before you're vested. I know what clip you're talking about. And I was just like, that's an awful long time to be risking your life Mm -hmm. and not be vested. Like, that's just crazy to me. While we all hope and pray that he makes a full recovery, who knows if he's ever going to play football again. Yeah. And it made me think of, like, even the policies that I don't read. Like, a lot of people don't know, like, how long do you need to be in your corporate role before you're fully vested? What does fully vested mean? Like, you know, when I leave my company, what benefits am I going to get? There are people that I talk to daily that are, like, 65, 75 and don't have a clue what type of benefits are coming their way until they're at the age of retirement or, you know, looking for whatever benefit that it is. Or they assume they're entitled to X, Y, and Z benefit, mm-hmm. not reading and realizing that they didn't meet certain criteria. Because mm-hmm. I enter- I encountered that as well at work where people just assume, oh, I'm going to get this, this, and this. And it's, I'm like, well, actually, you're get not going to get mm-hmm. this, this, and this. You're only going to get this because of this. Mm-hmm. And then there's a whole nother conversation where they call themselves cussing me out because they feel like they should have got X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let me transfer you to <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Felicia. <'Cause laughs> you're not about to be on my line. Or even like worst case scenario is these people die mm-hmm. and don't have any clue. Like their families don't know what to do. You got families calling me like, I thought they get this amount of money. No. Somebody lied to you. I'm so sorry for your loss, but we don't owe you no money. Like it's it's put it puts everybody in a hard spot. So I just want to say, as the new year begins and people are going into new careers, new jobs, you know, new organizations, whatever it is, make sure you're reading the policy so that you are not caught off guard by something that might just be in there. And don't hesitate to ask questions. Most people are in roles specifically to answer your questions. Yeah. So just or ask them. Utilizing like if you just do some research like a lot Mm -hmm. of people don't realize that there are websites created to help you learn about certain things but Mm -hmm. they never look they just assume oh you didn't tell me so I didn't know Mm -hmm. and it's like well did you look like did you actually Mm -hmm. search for it or did you just assume somebody was gonna tell you exactly what it is because a lot of people it's not it's not their job to tell you like if we're being 100% honest like are they are they there to answer questions for you yes are they gonna just know what questions that you're gonna ask and then just start spewing out answers? No. <laughs> like, yeah. like, just ask the question. The most, I mean, I know they say there's no such thing as a dumb question, but that's Ooh, a lie. Child, that that is, is a lie. whole lie. And I don't care what nobody say. There are it's a lie. It's a dumb, dumb question. question. But go ahead and ask the dumb question. If you gotta look dumb for a minute to get education, go for it. I mean, and you know what? Google is there for a reason. Listen, because I Google everything. Everything. If I don't know it, <laughs> I'm a Google. I'll be like, Google will point me in the right direction. It, right. If it can't answer, it's going to show me somewhere that can. Yeah. Why did I just make me think of uh, Ask G? I was I just about to, to say. all types of questions in there. <laughs> How hey, much Jeeves of my popcorn be in the microwave? Jeeves knew. Okay. <laughs> Period. He was going to give you some results. They may have been iffy, but he was going to give them to you. And I always felt like he looked like the Monopoly man. Like, maybe they cousins or something. I don't know if that was intentional. But. Not maybe they cousins. <laughs> Chile. Just being honest. Mm-hmm. Anywho, so it's time for the lightning round. Bree, you ready? Yes. Okay. I hope so. <laughs> I'm going to just tell you right now, I'm going to make these questions up because I definitely forgot to write some. And it's say 15 seconds, but we really don't be counting, so yeah. we're just going to 
see what happens yeah. from just, there. Just do your thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm trying to think of the main questions. Okay. East side or west side? West side. Favorite Coney Island? El Georgia. Um, I'm already out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> I think um I think one was like, where did you go to high school? Renaissance. What was your first car? Ford Explorer. Oh, that's a truck. Yeah. <laughs> I love trucks though. I hate cars. Okay. Too low. Especially snow. Yeah. I had a Ford Fiesta one year and I got caught in snow like all the time. So did, so did we. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm like, was we in a Fiesta? I couldn't remember. We were. The Fabio the Fiesta. She would not let me name her car Fabio and Fabio. I still called it Fabio anyways. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Listen, Fabio got us through some tough times. Sure did, okay? okay. Okay, so this is the last lightning round question that I just randomly like thought of. On Nisi's episode, mm-hmm. I think. So, if you had to be in a dance battle for your life, are you going to jit or are you going to hit bro? I'm hit bro. <laughs> I don't know what scenario would make you, like, choose. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> Definitely. I'm glad I answered that so quick. So quick, no knew. thought, no thought at all. You're, can I do no. a combo of both? You know, you got to you got to no, seriously. Because I might do a little bit of both. Okay. Because in my head, I can jit. It doesn't actually translate. That's what it is. It's like I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, I'm a, I'm, my face going to look like I know what I'm doing, but my feet. <laughs> Not you in the pinnacle of concentration, me. Wow. <laughs> my feet going to be looking crazy. <laughs> Knowing me, I'm gonna fall because I am. I'm clumsy and dramatic. Not a good combination. I'm gonna be on the floor. (laughs) 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 One of these days, I'm gonna get on this podcast and I'm gonna act right. No, you're not. Not today. No, you're not. Not today, baby. That's rude. (laughs) (laughs) Anywho, Bree, now is the time for you to introduce yourself to the people. If you want to let them know um, what you do, you know your business name, but don't go too far in depth because we're gonna ask you a few. Got you. Um, so, hey, everybody. My name is Bree. I am the founder of The Pink List. Um, it's a breast cancer nonprofit organization based in Detroit. Nice. All right. So, can you explain to us what is or was the inspiration for starting The Pink List? Um, so, I was really inspired by my grandmother. She's a breast cancer survivor and um she went through treatment, I think, like, my sophomore year of college. And just watching her go through everything, it was rough. And I just wanted to advocate for her and for everyone else that has to deal with cancer, breast cancer in general. No one asked to have cancer, and mm-hmm. the things that come along with it really suck. So I just wanted to do something for her. Okay. So what was the process like for you becoming a 501c3 and what would you or what would your advice to other nonprofit founders be? Um the process was definitely long. Um one getting the money to file for it, mm-hmm. which is crazy because it's a nonprofit, so mm-hmm. you would think the price wouldn't be so as expensive. high as yes. it is. So like fundraising alone just to get that status was a process, but we definitely got there, luckily. Um, and then uh, filling out all that paperwork was another process in <laughs> itself. Um, because of how I started it, it was 
there wasn't a lot of thought around it initially. Like I said, I wanted to do something for my grandmother. And then one of my close friends, her mother had breast cancer at that time. So it was like, okay, let's do a fundraising event and um, use that money to help pay, you know, for your mom's medical expenses. And that's all I really had in mind at that point. So going through the paperwork process and, oh, I have to have a board of directors. I have to have bylaws. It was just Uh so much stuff. Like, I didn't have any, like, real documentation. It was just like, hey, I just want to put on an event for breast cancer awareness. Uh So that really forced me to, like, add some structure and actual, like, foundation Uh to organization, which I really enjoyed because that made me finally come up with, like, okay, what are you doing with this organization? What's the goal? yeah, Yeah, like, you've had an event, great. You helped your friend out, awesome, but what's next? Like, what are you truly doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so going through that, it made me, okay, this is what our actual mission is. This is what our actual goals are, and, like, this is how we can do things and stuff. So um, I'm happy I went through it because, like I said, it added structure, and now to me it's like when I talk about the organization, it makes sense outside of, oh, I just threw an event to help my friend, you know, Um so, yeah, the process was long, but it was definitely worth it for me in the end. Um, and now when it comes to applying for grants or sponsorships or just putting in any type of document together or something, it's like now I have everything there, so I'm not just mm-hmm. pulling, you know, from air. Um, advice I have for other nonprofit founders is ask for help, not just for, you know, getting the tax exempt status, but just in general, like, Starting this off solo, it has been a long process. Um, like I'm five years into it now, and I'm at the process or at the point now where I'm like, okay, I need board members. I need mm-hmm. help. Like I don't want to do everything by myself anymore. And you can't do everything by yourself, mm-hmm. um, especially if you really want to grow. I don't know everything. I don't have the resources to everything. So for me, I think that was my biggest thing was being able to let go of stuff mm-hmm. and realizing like, hey, if you really want this organization to grow, you have to allow people in. Um, so that would be my biggest piece of biggest piece of advice is do not be afraid to ask for help and get help. Like you don't have to necessarily start off with a full team, mm-hmm. but as you grow, definitely start to lean on your village and seek people that you you know you may not have like a friend or family member that does design or grants or has a connection to, you know, help you get more partnerships and stuff. Mm -hmm. But that's where the networking comes into play. So definitely create and build your team as you go. I think you bring up a really good point of asking for help. I think when people start organizations, they're like, they're kind of hesitant to bring other people in because it's like, this is my baby. I worked really hard for this and I don't want anybody to mess it up. But, and I also think two people, People are hesitant to ask for help because they don't want to let anybody know that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And the nonprofit world is so tricky. Like, it's certain stuff that you, like, you really wouldn't know unless you either experience it or know someone who's experienced Mm -hmm. it. Like, a lot of people think nonprofit and think, like, no money. I'm never getting paid. This (laughs) And it's like, no, there's some 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 room to build some stuff in there. So, um, I think that's just a really good point to have people get their life together and ask for help. <laughs> so you also brought up um partnerships and um sp- uh, sponsorship and networking. So what has it been like working with your partners um that you have for your sponsorships? It's been amazing um and really just truly a blessing for me. A lot of these 
partners, I want to say the majority of the partners in like big businesses that we work with have reached out to us. Mm. And to me, I think that's one of the most rewarding feelings as far as like putting in the work because I'm not a social media person either. Like I can mm-hmm. scroll and laugh at stuff, mm-hmm. but trying to remember, oh, I have to post something this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to your point, someone commented something, so I need to respond to them or they DM'd me. I have really bad social anxiety. So like I have to mentally prepare myself for everything. Like yeah. I will let a text message sit there all day just before I text back because I'm like mentally preparing myself to read it. What is my response going to be? Um, so it's been kind of hard when it comes to reaching out to people. Although I do reach out to people. Um, like I said, it's a great feeling when people reach out to you and want to help your organization. Mm-hmm. There's so many breast cancer nonprofits out there. So when people say, Hey, you know, I came across the pink list and we would love to get involved. Like that just means the world to me. Um, we've worked with Target, um, Detroit Rotary Club gave us our first grant last year, which was a blessing. Um, they helped us buy, I think we, our goal was like to pack, we have like an annual, um, packing event for our pink kits, which are care packages for breast cancer patients. Um, and our goal was to like pack 50 and with that grant, we were able to buy supplies for like almost a hundred. Oh, wow. Nice. So it was a really good feeling, you know, to end the year like that. Um, yeah, working with local or just national partners, it has been a great feeling. Um, they've helped in just different ways, whether it's monetary donations or like Target has donated supplies for our kids, like notebooks, socks and stuff, mm-hmm. which helps a lot because now I don't have to, you know, calculate that as expense or worry about that. Um, we've worked with um, the Breast Cancer Research Foundation as far as um, ways to like share their information and their research updates and just helping like spread that breast cancer education. Um, and we're also planning on working with like um, a local community center with mental health options that we can supply to breast cancer patients and like their family members. So it's been great. Um, Everything, I, majority of the things that I've listed, they've reached out to me though. Um, nice. But with the sponsorships that I've acquired through like reaching out to people, that has been a great feeling too. We got our first liquor sponsor last year, Uncle Naris Whiskey. Um, but it is not easy. Um, yeah. You know, you can reach out to 25 sponsors a month and out of 25, maybe 10 will get back to you. And out of those 10, maybe only two are like willing to like move forward and actually like sponsor you and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not easy. Um, It's taken me a while and I still don't feel like I've mastered, you know, gaining sponsorships. I'm always learning something or realizing, oh, maybe if I change this or maybe if I word this differently or, you know, maybe include this in my reach out to this person and stuff like that. Um, it's a learning process. I feel like when it comes to gaining sponsors and gaining partnerships, um, and it's definitely kind of like a waiting game. Um, For sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, but it, it's rewarding when you get that bite, but it's definitely something you have to be patient with. Um, you know, you hope that, okay, I'm going to send this proposal out. They're going to say yes immediately. And it's just like, sometimes you don't hear back from them at all. Sometimes yeah. you have to reach out two or three times before they actually say something to you. Um, but I mean, it's a competitive world too. It's a thousand millions of organizations out there that are asking them to donate, you know, as well. So, um, 
yeah, it's a process, but it's it's worth it. And I think as you continue to grow with your organization, you figure out more strategic ways to gain sponsorships mm-hmm. um, and really honing in on who you should reach out to. Like there's businesses that I reached out to in the beginning, not to say like they're bad businesses, but it's like, oh, I understand probably why they wouldn't sponsor us. And mm-hmm. it's not like we're a bad organization. But it's, it's just like, not aligned. Yeah, and it makes sense. So I think that's the other part too is, as you grow, you figure out like who your core audience is, and then that helps you when you're reaching out to brands to make it make sense. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to partner with a, uh, a cigarette company in general, right? But I definitely wouldn't want <laughs> right. to you know, reach out to a cigarette company and say, "Hey, would you sponsor our breast cancer awareness?" Event? Right? It's like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> yeah, like it's completely yeah. opposite. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's a process, but it's. Um, Working with everyone so far has been great, for sure. That's good. And those are some really, like, big partners. Like, yeah. to be, you. like, Target and Uncle Nearest. Like, those are actually brands that people recognize. So, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. So, can you tell us um, a little bit more about the different resources that you offer with the Pink List? Like, I was looking on the website, and I was like, ooh, this is fancy. Like, oh, I thank like you. <laughs> thank you. So, yeah, our main thing right now um, that we've been doing – for like the past few years are our pink kits, which are care packages for breast cancer patients undergoing treatment. So whether it's chemo, radiation, um, we're also working on adding like some more items for post-surgery mm-hmm. um, patients as well. So they're really kind of just made to help the side effects of the treatment. So whether that's like cold fingers or feet, um, you know, a lot of treatments or some of these processes result in hair loss. Mm-hmm. So, um, providing a head wrap or a hat for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, we also provide journals and pens just because writing is therapeutic. So yeah. whether you want to, you know, journal every single day, whether you want to use it to keep track or something yeah. specific, hey, it's yours, utilize it. Um, and we also provide like moisturizer, chapstick, nausea drops, tea. Um, again, just really trying to help with the side effects mm-hmm. of the treatment. That's our main initiative. We send those out um, all year round, and then we have our annual packing event at the end of the uh, at the end of the year. Um, we're committed right now to sending fifty kids to the Carmanos Cancer Institute each year. I just dropped them off. Was it this week? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, what's today? Thursday, Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fifty kids to them, and then I'm working on trying to get a partnership going with Henry Ford and Sinai Grace as well. That way we're just kind of consistently dropping things off in the city um, to help local breast cancer patients. And then today we actually just launched our Pink Rides program uh, with a partnership with Lyft. So we're providing free transportation to patients mm-hmm. um, to and from appointments. And okay. then if they, um, some patients, depending on like the level of treatment, you know, they can drive themselves to and from treatments. Or maybe you have a friend or a family member that's able to, you know, go there with you. So if that's the case, we also have gas cards for people. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. So I'm really, really excited about that. Um, my main goal is really just finding ways to help families, like to, one, help a breast cancer patient. But it's really a village and family process. Mm-hmm. Um Watching my grandma go through it, my aunt was, like, with her 24-7. So... Um, rolling that out, those are our two main resources right now or initiatives. We also are working on um, providing mental health options. So whether that's like one-on-one or group sessions for patients, survivors, 
um, caregivers, really anyone that's affected by breast cancer. Um, and I'm also working on some virtual opportunities as well. So um, if you aren't able to leave the house or maybe you aren't in Detroit, um, mm-hmm. but you still want to take advantage of that service. Oh, nice. You know, and it's it's so interesting because it's, you mentioned things that are just like everyday items that people, you see like chapstick or tea mm-hmm. and you don't think about how it could really impact somebody's life, especially yeah. if they're going through something like chemotherapy, radiation, or, you know, trying to recover from the side effects of that. And then like to their family, they're watching them go through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you don't really think about how that could not only impact the patient, but that patient's community, their caregivers their family members, spouses, children, especially young children, you know, yes. it could be really impactful. So it's, I think it's really great that you are offering those services and that you provide people with these resources that help them to on their journey to recovery. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, I think it's like to your point, it's it's important. Like you definitely want to help the patient, but to your point, it affects everybody mm-hmm. in the household, even outside the household. Mm-hmm. It can definitely weigh on the caregiver and affect Mm -hmm. their mental health completely. And it's not the patient's fault whatsoever. It's just so much to handle because now this caregiver has to, you know, balance that and still deal with everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. And I watched my friend go through that. You know, her mom had breast cancer and she went to U of M. So she was constantly coming home. And it was crazy because it was just like, you're in school, you know, you should be focusing on that. And now you have to try to graduate on time, you know, or, you know, Mm -hmm. maintain your grades and still supporting your mom and stuff. So, yeah, my that's our main goal. It's not only to spread awareness, but to your point, it's really just trying to help families get through this. So thank you. I appreciate that. I think the thing that stuck out to me was the offering of the rides to the appointments. Like I have been seeing different uh, posts on social media as well as on the website. And I was like, this is so cool. Like that's something that I feel like will set your organization apart from other organizations. Thank you. So great job. Thank you. Thank you. Because I don't know that I would have thought of that. Like my my brain don't work like that sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) So I know you said you've uh, been doing this for about five years. What has been your favorite event that you've done for the pink list? Ooh, let's see. I think it's, yeah, I'm going to say it's kind of a tie. Um, so I would say one a is our pink brunch. I love food and I love brunching. Um, so to have an excuse, to do that and drink mm-hmm. as many mimosas as I want to is an mm-hmm. amazing day for Always. me. Yes. Um, <laughs> and it's and for a good cause. So it's exactly. Like, so why not? not? Like, why not? We lit, we're going to get lit anyway. So why yes. not, you know, benefit other people? Why not? Let's do exactly. It. Why not help somebody else by getting drunk? You know, yes, I love period. it. Um, <laughs> and pink is one of my favorite colors. So I love like decorating for that event because everything is just decked out in pink and it looks like a garden. So I think that's probably my favorite event on an annual basis. Um, especially last year's brunch, it was really, really nice. We had a panel um, with like some doctors, breast cancer survivors, and just advocates, and it was really beneficial. Um, and the guests really received it very well because I think that's one of the hard things about having fundraising events is trying to balance like having a good guest experience. Mm-hmm. But it's breast cancer, and breast cancer isn't like it's not the like the funnest, a, yeah, like a, hey, topic, happy, yeah. right? So it's like 
trying to keep a balance of, yeah, let's talk about this, but let's not make it a super dark Mm -hmm. moment to Mm -hmm. now everyone's sad and Mm want to go home. Um, So, yeah, that's probably 1A. And then 1B is probably our comedy show, uh, which is Laugh for Charity. And uh, we're actually combining them this year um, because it's our fifth year anniversary. So trying to make it a little fancier or funner or bigger. Um, But I love the comedy show because who doesn't love to laugh? Mm -hmm. And again, another reason to drink for a great cause. Mm -hmm. Always Um, that. You know? So, yeah, I think those are my favorite events. Um, Yeah, the brunch, definitely, because the food, though. Gotta love the food. Yes, everybody loves good food. How can you not? Yeah, I'm hungry now. (laughs) I I was just thinking, I'm like, (laughs) when the last time I ate? I think I ate some Pringles earlier. (laughs) 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 So food definitely sounds good. Um, Are there any other ventures or avenues that you uh, want to take on? Uh, Yes. So I love event planning. I love planning in general. Um, I've been doing it before the pink list. Um, So whether it's planning for an event at work, um, planning travel-wise, like I'm my family's designated um, travel agent when Mm. we go out of town and stuff. But I love it. Like It's my favorite thing to do. Um, I don't know what it is, but like, yeah. I love organizing and Mm -hmm. just having everything planned out. So for me, this event planning business was just like a natural next step for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I definitely want to uh, dive more into that world, learn more about things. I want to get into like corporate and nonprofit events with this um, business called the 28 Experience. I will be offering like um, free services uh, to nonprofits, to nonprofits per quarter, Mm -hmm. uh, just because I know the struggle of trying to organize and plan an event. And when you bring help in, um, I understand everyone has a price, but I am also understanding of what a nonprofit is. Yeah. And sometimes people don't keep that in mind, which I get it. Everyone got bills to pay. Yeah. Um, but it's like, hey, I'm not I don't feel comfortable charging you a band knowing you're a nonprofit mm-hmm. and you've yeah. been around for two years and yeah. that's probably your event budget. So now you're scrambling to pay me and also to try to have this event at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely want to help more nonprofits with their fundraising events. Um, like I said, get into corporate events, um, get into like special events. I would love to like help plan and produce like a festival or a concert mm-hmm. or something. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something, um, I want to get more into this year. And then I am big on uh, um, skincare spas and stuff. Okay. I don't want to start like a skincare line or anything. I don't have the patience for trying to develop <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, but I would love to get enough money um, one day to be able to like open up a spa or mm-hmm. something along those lines. So um, those are my two Areas that I would love to grow in. But to Maine's point earlier, I am not a big social person. And that's like one of the mm. hardest things. Because um, mm. everybody is in this influencer space. Ooh, and I child. hate it. Ooh. It irks Ooh. me. And it's yeah. just like no shade to my influencers. You know, I love inf- like yeah, I love y'all. Thing. Like y'all inspire me. Like truly. But, but everybody, it, everybody can do it. Everybody cannot do it. <laughs> and I and am one every of post. <laughs> Should not it? You can tell like everyone now is just really in this marketing phase. Mm-hmm, I have mm-hmm. to 
market my lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I don't want to market my lifestyle. My luxury apartment mm-hmm. and my luxury brand. Oh my gosh. Brand. It's life just like and my luxury meal. I'm like, I'm about to mute the word luxury because y'all luxury soft life. Because they be lying. Y'all don't live in these apartments. Y'all don't live there. We know you don't live there. Stop lying. Or if you do live there, you got like five other roommates and it's yes. not just you. And you not, you know, yes. and that's okay. Like, and, and it's that, okay to not business. be a luxury. And my thing know. is, I love luxury, but it's just like, to your point, it's like, it's just so worn. I don't know. Everything is just, it's, it's irritating or yes. everyone is now um, a yoga person mm-hmm. or everyone is now meditating. It's just like, yeah. why are we recording ourselves meditating? meditating? That I feel like the whole that's purpose. So, I was just about to say, I feel like that defeats the whole purpose. Like the whole purpose of like meditating, I thought was like to find your center and like do your own thing, now. focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. Because I know when I'm in a situation where I don't necessarily meditate, but like when I need to pray about some things, I be looking crazy. I don't be wanting to be on the internet <laughs> looking like, crazy. That's, that. It's almost like when people recording themselves cry. It's yes. like I. That's hate not something I that. want nobody to see. You so know, as I see somebody crying on a recording, I just go to the next video. Like I'm not. Like, I don't even want to know because why you crying because I'm mad. Did okay. <laughs> like, how did you? Times how many times did you practice? Like, this? you looked at yourself and you saw that snot. You and you, you didn't it. get that. You saw it and you just kept recording. You didn't, get that. You didn't wipe like, your. You face. are not Viola Davis. <laughs> Get out of oh here. Like, she get paid to do that. Okay. You doing this you for free. You not. <laughs> Looking crazy. Ooh, on the like. <laughs> Okay. So, how do you think that what you do can be a positive influence on millennials, specifically as it relates to breast cancer awareness? Um, I think, for me, outside of trying to help families face breast cancer, another part of our mission is really trying to continue that conversation of breast cancer in young adults. Um, A lot of times when people think of breast cancer or cancer in general, we associate it with older generations, an older crowd. Mm -hmm. Oh, I'm only 20. I'm only 30. I don't have to worry about it right now. Like, that's not something that I have to think about until... I'm older, like 50 and up. Yeah. Once they start suggestions that you need to do, like a mammogram mammogram and stuff. And I was like, Mm -hmm. now that's when I have to think about it. It's just like... No, you actually need to start thinking about it mm-hmm. today, now. Like, look at your family history. Yeah. Um, and breast cancer in younger women is actually more aggressive than it is in older yeah. women. Mm. So I it's like, that. yeah, and it's just like. The you, more you know, yeah. Yeah, and it's like you wouldn't think to look into that, like I said, because a lot of, and I'm one of those people too, where when it comes to cancer or just general or like diseases or just things along those lines, I'm associating it with someone that's my grandmother's age. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, that makes sense. You're older. It, it comes with age. And it's just like, no. Like, starting this organization, I've come across so many women our age that mm-hmm. are breast cancer survivors. Yeah. Or I just got diagnosed with breast cancer. Like, And it's just like, damn. Like, you're only 27. Yeah, yeah. you look like me. Yeah. Right. And, and you have, can- like, are you kidding me? Yeah. And I think it's not just breast cancer, but like, especially as black people, we need to be so mindful of mm-hmm. so many other diseases that we're prone to yep. or that fall in our family history. And then we are starting to see more celebrities who go through these private struggles with these chronic yep. illnesses or these diseases. And then the next thing we know, they're gone. Yeah. And yeah. you don't realize, you think this person is like, oh my God, they were so young, but they've been battling in this thing or this issue for decades. Yeah. yeah. And we have to be more mindful about how we take care of ourselves. And it's not just yourself. You have to look at like your family members because, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, even though you might not have something, your, your parents, your siblings, cousins, mm-hmm. you know, people who are in your extended family, 
could also be struggling with certain diseases and not being mindful of things that they could be susceptible mm-hmm. to as well. And I think too, like it, a lot of it comes from like in black families, us just not talking yeah. about some mm-hmm. of the stuff. Like I remember suffering in silence. Exactly. I remember explaining to my mom, like well, I'm about to put our business on her, but whatever. Uh, like about I mean, like having like really bad cramps and stuff. And I was like, this is like, this norm, is crazy. Not normal. Like, yeah. I, I thought it was normal mm-hmm. because I had dealt with it, you know, since really probably about eighth grade. So I thought that it was normal. And then it wasn't until like I was talking to my mom about it, who she deals with it. And then we started talking to people on her dad's side of the family. And it's like, wow, we've been dealing with this Mm -hmm. for generations, but nobody ever said anything. Mm -hmm. Like I started doing the research on, okay, well, how do we get rid of this? Like, you know, I knew nothing about like organic products and stuff like that until I just finally got tired of being in so much pain that I started researching it myself. So I was able to tell like my younger cousins or, you know, like, Younger family members, like, hey, maybe yeah. you should try this. But mm-hmm. I'm like, for ge- all the generations before this, just struggled. And nobody said nothing. Yeah. And two, like, I think it's also important because just because you have one disease or illness does not mean make you immune to other diseases or mm-hmm. illness. Yes. So you have to be really mindful about your how, like, once you get something like cancer, it compromises your immunity because you're going through things like chemotherapy mm-hmm. through radiation. And so then that opens you up to a whole host of other potential illnesses, you know? So it's just, it's so crazy how even though we are younger, there's no age or Mm -hmm. time limit that you should be mindful about your health. Yeah. It does not discriminate against nobody. So what is a project that you would like to complete by year end? And we just started the year, so you have 12 months to (laughs) knock this project out. Um... Is it related to the pink list? It could be. It could not be. I would say with the pink list, I would like to build out our meal assistance options. So um, that's something that one of my interns last, uh, was it in September of October, proposed to me and she's been working on like what that looks like, mm-hmm. what type of options, the pricing and all of that. Um, and that's something that I would really like for us to like really figure out, put on paper, start reaching out to companies that we can possibly partner with mm-hmm. um, and roll that out by the end of the year. Um, again, like our goal is to help families facing breast cancer. And I think that's another key area is yeah. groceries. So whether that's meal prep options, whether that's maybe, again, it varies on the treatment level. Some patients can still, you know, live a very active life during treatment. So maybe you just need to go to the grocery store and we can give you a grocery card. Or yeah. maybe you ship or Instacart and we can accommodate in that type of way. Um, but yeah, so helping um, households with that for sure, because you have breast cancer patients who have kids. They, yeah. they got to eat. Um, and so are, these kids go to school. Yeah. Yep. So it's like really honing in on like what house care expenses can we really take care of? So whether it's meal assistant, whether it's utility bills, mm-hmm. whether it's um, child care, you know, while you're at treatment and figuring out like, okay, do we partner up with, you know, um, care.com with babysitters or do yeah. we mm-hmm. um, utilize um, a daycare service or there's actually a nonprofit, I think in Detroit 
that helps, I think, with cancer patients, um, like babysitting or something along those huh. lines, or it has like a daycare center that's like solely dedicated to that. Oh, um, cool. yeah. So like figuring out like, you know, how can we partner up with them or, you know, further fund them to expand or anything along those lines. Um, so yeah, that's my project this year is really building out that side of things. Okay. And I would say really looking into um, some mill assistant options. Okay. So where do you see the pink list over the next five years? Um, I would say really growing our online community. So outside of um, like our assistance programs, I want to develop a community on our website, social media, where people feel really comfortable with sharing their stories, with sharing their struggles, asking questions. Um, so we have like a pink bloggers program right now on our website that allows um, patients, advocates, caregivers, survivors um, to, you know, share anything, you know, whether they want to share what they're currently going through that week, um, whether it's a survivor kind of reflecting on their journey. I would love for that program to be utilized more. Um, we also have an online forum feature on our website that okay. I would really love to start using and a lot of people to just organically and just naturally use it themselves. So, whether it's like a board for chemo patients or caregiver tips and tricks, you know, and how do yeah. you avoid burnout or yeah. maybe you feel burnt out and how are you coping with that? Um, even breast cancer or not breast cancer, but medical professionals, maybe that want to share updates or opinions or anything mm -hmm. along those lines. Um, we also kind of started playing around with the podcast. Um, but I'm learning to not boil the water and try to do everything at mm -hmm. once. Um, <laughs> so that is something that we want to look into later down the road. And I would love to get that going. Definitely within the next five years, um, we done, we've done a few interviews so far um, where it's like breast cancer um, survivors or medical professionals kind of really educating us and providing like medical or yeah, medical and, like, uh, research updates and things along those lines. Um, so, yeah, I would really love for our presence to grow in that way, like I said, where people have some, like, a support system almost. Yeah. Um, and like I said, that ranges from a current patient or survivor, um, someone that maybe you weren't a caregiver but your mom, you know, went through it or your best friend went through it and you experienced that and you kind of just want to talk about it. Um, so, yeah, that's really where I see us in the next five years for sure um, and continue to grow as an organization. I would love for our um, pink kits, our rides, and all of our other, like, resource and yeah, initiative programs to be very stable, too, um, and hopefully really impacting everyone, like, on a national level. Okay. So how do you plan, or and this is, could be future speaking or currently, uh, but how do you plan to evolve or stay educated as different things that impact breast cancer come about as it relates to like technology, treatment, and things like that? Um, so I would say it's a few things that I do now and I'll probably continue to do in the future. There may be some other like new ways that, you know, come about. Mm -hmm. um, but for me right now, I attend a lot of different events um, that are breast cancer related um, because our organization, you know, we aren't necessarily research-based. Mm -hmm. um, we spread awareness, which you get what I'm saying. Like, we yeah, are in the field like, doing. Yeah. Um, trying to come up with new treatment options. Exactly. Or, like, new 
drug yeah. drugs and things like that. Yeah. So for me, it's like attending those type of events. So I'm able to learn and, you know, learn the updates and the things mm-hmm. that we put on our, um, like, social media pages. They mm-hmm. come from those conferences or I'm always reading articles online. Um, one of our partners is the Breast Cancer Research Foundation. Um, so that is a website that I utilize a lot when it comes to reading articles or just getting updates in general, what's going on technology-wise, treatment-wise, um, what's happening um, on, like, any updates with the cure, you know, anything mm-hmm. along those lines in general or what um, new risks, you know, are mm-hmm. tied to symptoms and yeah. stuff because it's always something new coming about, whether it's, oh, if you have family history now, this is the new age that you need to start getting tested yeah, versus things this change. Age. Yeah. Yeah. So, those are like probably the main two things um, that I utilize is going to like these breast cancer conferences or women um, health conferences, um, reading articles online, and then also just kind of taking advantage of the network that I've started to build okay. around the organization. Um, so, I'm not friends with any doctors per se, but, you know, just having those conversations. So whether that's bringing them on when I was doing the podcast mm-hmm. um, or just taking some time to talk to them via email or just have a quick conversation with them um, over the phone or anything along those lines and allowing them to, you know, there's some information that's going to stay the same as far as like, this is the basic information, but like, hey, any developments or um, just asking them questions. I don't know everything. So I'm mm-hmm. always asking, even if it's an obvious question, it's just like, hey, like, what are your thoughts on this? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, is there really ways to reduce your risk of breast cancer? And depending on which doctor you talk to, they're going to tell you no. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to say like, no. to your point, there are doctors that will say, yeah, if you do X, Y, and Z. Yeah, like changing your diet. Yeah, or like avoiding Dr. Certain Jackie things. is one of those people, if you watch Married to Medicine, mm-hmm. um, she's a breast cancer survivor, but she's always, you know, you need to lose weight. You got to do this and stuff like that. And it's just like, you can talk to a Dr. Bland, who she's a doctor at Carmanos in Sinai here, who will tell you, like, yeah, being in shape is important, but it's not you can still get it. breast yeah. cancer. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you eating some Oreos tonight it's versus not make eating you ha- some yeah. celery. Like, the person with celery might get breast cancer, and the person that's eating Oreos every night will never might see not. a yeah. disease in their life. Yeah. You know, so it's just, like, having those conversations with them. Um but yeah, I know that was like a long-winded answer. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, but yeah, those are my ways. Just having conversations, I think, is the biggest thing too, especially with like professional, you know, professionals and experts. Because um, I don't know everything, and it's interesting because it's like I've had conversations with people, and I've gotten corrected. It's just like, oh, I thought that was like a, a like a well-known fact, and it's just like, oh, that's actually not true at all. Right? So, yeah, it's interesting. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so we are down to our last question. Already? Already. I was going to say, it went by so fast. (laughs) And this has, (laughs) this question has become a favorite, but it has also created (laughs) all types of chaos. I have no idea. But before I get into the question, I'm going to give you some um, what like pre backstory, precursors yeah. backstory, whatever you want to call it. Okay, so the <laughs> question itself before you answer. So the question is: If you could switch places with someone for one week, who would it be? 
Now, before you answer, <laughs> this person can be dead or alive. It does not matter. But okay? if you choose Wait. Them, <laughs> you don't have to be dead. You don't have Somebody to be asked dead. us that one time, like, do I got to be dead? Do I got to be I'm dead like, if I choose <laughs> somebody who's dead? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you get all of this person's successes, triumphs, achievements, but you also get all of this person's problems. So if they have crazy exes, crazy baby mamas, baby daddies, all of that, you get yeah. all that for one week. Um, yeah, nothing happens to you. Like... <laughs> You, you know, nothing happens to you when you switch places to this person with this person. And no, you, that person doesn't become you. Yeah, they don't become somebody you asks us that before. Um, yeah, I think that's those are all of the precursors. So I read the question when you sent it over, and I had an answer, and it actually has not changed. Although I was like, "Dang, crazy exes," but <laughs> Rihanna. Okay. Okay. She do got some. Yeah, she do. But honestly. I feel I'm not gonna say he's calmed down because that man is no crazy. he is unhinged. Yeah. We don't know what um, he gonna do. I <laughs> would say maybe with her he maybe has like let that ship sail a little bit. I hope. So I would, I hope, would so. hope that would be a peaceful week for yeah. me. But yeah, she I would also love got to... Drake crazy behind. I mean, and she got ASAP Rocky as a baby daddy. Uh-huh. He be wearing neck braids, so I feel like <laughs> the baby cute. The baby is gorgeous. <laughs> That's all I had. That was but, the best I could pull out of that. Great. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, child. But you know, Rihanna like it, so. And I mean, structurally, his face is he nice. He doesn't have a bad face. However, yeah, it's, it's the braids, braids for me. But you know what's crazy is his his hair has not grown. At or all. does he cut it? And no, it's so, not growing. We, it's so wild because you have braids, and braids are supposed to That's help a you protective grow style. Like, hair, you know? Yeah. It's the ends. He probably ain't cut the braids in 15 hair. years. Yeah, it gotta be. Ooh, child. <laughs> That's hilarious. Rihanna's a good one though. That's yeah, a, she that's a great. A, that's choice. a good choice. But if you become Rihanna, are you gonna get in the studio and drop new music for the fans? Because my girl ain't doing. Because you know they're gonna pass. <laughs> they are gonna. And pass. she's supposed I'm to perform. To she's supposed to perform in at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Like, girl, Somebody tweeted. <laughs> Rihanna's supposed to be performing at the Super Bowl, and she only what they say. And she just dropped that's left every voice First of all, if she get up there and sing that song, Listen, I will she's turn not, it off so she's fast. Not. You, because I, that's a that is a it's not a downer song, but for the Super Bowl, no, no, yeah, no. yeah, no. And, and I mean, I'm I'm five seconds away from not watching the Super Bowl anymore. Okay, listen, NFL I will only turn it on to see her. Yeah, and I the have no other reason to watch it. No, they make too much money for the commercials, so maybe I'll just watch. I mean, them. I do like the commercials. Some of the be funny. I feel They're like funny. though, I feel like the last, like the last couple years, it's been like the commercials have not been hitting like they used to. I feel like when we were younger, people put a the lot more thought. Yeah. yeah, they just are not hitting, and a lot of times people are starting to release the commercials early anyway. So yeah, yeah I think true. my favorite had like probably came out in like 2019 when that little boy slapped oh my that God. man for the, <laughs> the Doritos. Doritos and his mama. Yes. <laughs> He smacked that man so See, bad. The fact that we still talking about that commercial years later, like that was that's, he's that's probably a grown man now. Okay. And he just smacked that man on that TV for them Doritos. It was great for me. Okay. Shariah. Okay. Um, yeah. Do you have your answer? I do. So this week, 
or this episode. Mm-hmm. I am going to be Miss Amber Riley. Oh, I love her. Yes, because yeah. I just love her. I love her voice. She's been on the winning streak. She's yes. been on the winning streak. Trophy. Yes, she won Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. She won um, Mad the Mass Singer, mm-hmm. which we not we not gonna go there. Because I said, let Robin Thicke say one more person is Fantasia, <laughs> and I'm going to punch him in the face. Because Fantasia. Fantasia's never coming on that show. And if she does, you're going to know it's her. Because she's going to kick them, them shoes, shoes off. off. Okay. And she's going to get to hollering. So you're going to know it's Fantasia when it's Fantasia. Oh, she's kicking her <laughs> shoes off. You're going to know it's her. Like, stop playing with me. Okay. <laughs> Don't say nobody else is Fantasia. But the reason I picked her is because uh, she was recently on um, this show. I can't remember what it's called. Z-Wade? It's like a... A character? No, not that. Oh, um, child. Z-Way just mm-hmm. be all over the place. Yeah, she, L- bless she her heart. <laughs> bless her heart. Um, it was a karaoke show, and it was her. And I really should know who this white man is. And just that. Oh, the, in the in the car? No, oh, no, no, okay. not that man. Oh my god, he's like a super famous white singer, and I should know him, but I don't. What do you I'm think? gonna show. You. I don't know, girl. But I'm gonna show y'all <laughs> when the episode is done because yeah, I should know who he is. He probably like I don't know. Osborne or something hell I don't know but it was her and then <laughs> um they were competing against boys to men and it was like oh super I think cool. I know what clip I don't know the white man but I think I know what <laughs> clip you talking about she won that too um I don't I didn't watch the full episode so I don't know if she won but like it's like a partner game and like they have to do different stuff so like they have to sing these songs and then like the musical stop and they have to continue otherwise they get sprayed with this water or like um Sean from um Boys to Men had to sing uh I'll make love to you by Boys to Men but it was random words mm-hmm. so it was like I'll cook you french yeah. fries or like it was like really random but he had to sing it in the same tune mm-hmm. and keep it going in order for them to get points that sounds like a good show she was on um she just won Will of Fortune the celebrity Will my of girl Fortune. just be winning everything yeah, she's racking okay. so I'm like Amber Riley I love her okay Germany yes <laughs> okay so if I could switch places for someone or with someone for one week I'm gonna have to go with Cheryl Lee Ralph because hey, love her. Yes, and that's can a you, good one. Can you imagine like being on Broadway and Dream yes. Girls? Like the fact that it took her so long. The to original get, Dream what, Girl. Was it an Emmy? Yeah, I think it's an Emmy. That's Why crazy. did it take her so long? Because that is absurd. Abs- absurd. Like, but mm-mm. somebody got to fight me about that one. But I love her, and it's just so funny watching her interact with her kids and just, like, being a fabulous person that she is. And I I feel like it was – I think her son was featured on, like, My Sweet 16. Mm-hmm. And it was, that clip of her walking in on his photo shoot was Getting so him airy. together, gathering because that young man. What you going to do is not embarrass me. You going to um, get this together. I am a dream girl. Okay, and you will act accordingly. You will act Right. I gotta go watch that episode. <laughs> it is hilarious. She is just amazing. I love her. And I just like, I feel like everything that I've ever watched her in, I've always loved her. Like, yes. even She's when never she never had a bad character. Yeah, like even when she was D on Moesha, mm-hmm. like, loves her. it was yeah. when I was younger, I used to be like, oh my God, like D kind of strict. She might be a little mm-hmm. too much. But as an adult, Frank was a terrible father. Frank, Frank deserved jail time. Okay. Okay. Horrible father. He deserved jail time just for that little high top situation he got going on top of his head. Okay. That first second of all like your daughter wore a midriff and you called her a whore canceled fight me you're, you're canceled fight me because <laughs> why would you because why that? would you play like that with like, your child you too much with like, your child too much like 
And then Miles was smoking weed and he just was like, oh, okay. Like, they have nothing well, to say. Miles got away with everything. But then, how you call her a whore and you got a whole side uh, son? Okay. That you Living in your house. At your nephew. Let Embarrassing. You know what? Like, Let's not. Stop with the lies. Like, it. ooh, watching that show as an adult <sighs> just infuriated me. Like, I was just like, I cannot handle this. Moesha's the problem. Frank is the problem. <laughs> I hate yeah, Moesha them all. did become a problem. Yeah. She, ooh, she was a terrible friend. That episode when she was like in disbelief that that, fi- that white boy liked her friend mm-hmm. because she was fat and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding? Embarrassed. They tried Kim on so many levels. I'm actually like, glad they, that she ooh, left and yeah, got, got her own. Got her own. Yeah. yeah. Because it's crazy, especially when you look back and you realize of like when they try to call like the fat character fat. And it's just like. She She's not even fat. fat. She's not she a big. regular, but you size know what, girl. That's just like media of that, like that whole time period. Because like it comes around on social media a lot too. But like Takara, mm-hmm. um, so, oh, uh, America's Next Top Model. Takara was not big. She, uh-huh. I mean, she had a big chest, but that was not really at all. She is body goals. Okay, okay like, period. are you kidding me? And this, so, Ty, first of all, Tyra need to be in jail, period. Tyra because needs from to be that fat suit alone, Tyra needs she to be, needs to under, be the jail. under the jail for wearing them Sigma letters, too. I ain't forgot. <laughs> I have not forgot, sis. I forgot she thought. She thought. <laughs> <laughs> she was stepping everything, girl. You're going Tyra, to jail. Tyra used to be fucking them girls up with the makeovers, okay? Like, oh, you have such beautiful hair. Let me let me chop, chop it, it off, off and you better look good. But why was she giving the white girls sew-ins? And they were really bad sew-ins. <gasps> but that one girl, her sew-in saved her life when she had fainted. And she um she hit her head and they oh, said yeah. that like, because she had the weave, like it didn't, it didn't hit her, her head. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Brie... <laughs> As we're wrapping up, go ahead and drop any, you know, all of your social media handles, your website, how people can learn more about the Pink List. Definitely. So visit us at www.pinklist.org. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, um, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. I believe they're all the same. I hope they're all the same. <laughs> um, underscore the Pink List. Facebook actually might be Pink List Detroit. Um, but I know for a fact, Instagram and Twitter are both underscore um, the Pink List. And like I said, you can visit us at pinklist.org as well. Okay. Well, thank you for being a part of episode four, season six. I keep wanting to say, how is it episode four? I'm sorry. Girl. Um, Make sure you're following the New Kids on all social media platforms at the New Kids LLC. You can visit our website at thenewkidsdetroit.com. Visit our Patreon at the New Kids Detroit. And subscribe to our YouTube at the New Kids University. And if you would like to be a guest or if you would like to suggest a guest, you can email us at thenewkidsllc at gmail.com. You got anything else? No. Oh, I got one more question. I'm so sorry. You mentioned earlier having board uh, positions open. Do you want to share like how people can apply for those? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yes. Um, So you can either go on our website, pinklist.org. Or you can email us at hello at pinklist.org with your resume. We can um, respond back with our formal application. I promise, like, the review process is not strenuous. It's just me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, yeah, you can definitely go on our website. um, Or if you follow us on social media, so you can just reach out to us that way. And I will get back to you with the application. Thanks, guys. All right. The new kids are out. Bye. Bye.
Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.